everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Can You Put Me On Guest List of 2021. How are we all? I hope everybody is good and I hope you've all had a great start to the new year. Definitely a strange time. Well, I mean, we've been in strange times for the last 10 months now, but you know what I mean. Still very strange out there. Um, I hope everybody's well, though. Everybody's doing good. I am really excited to kick off the podcast in 2021 with a very special and great friend of mine. She is one of the most hardworking and passionate, caring, and loveliest people I know. Today, I will be chatting with Farah Syed. Farah works in PR and industry relations at Beatport, but she's also played so many different roles at the company. So she knows the company inside out. So today, we're going to have a chat about her role, what her job consists of, what she enjoys about working at Beatport and in the industry. We're also going to be talking about diversity in the industry as well as mental health. And then we'll be ending the interview with a real fun round of quick fire questions. So I hope that you get a lot out of this interview. Farah is so, so lovely and down to earth. Um, she's an absolute joy to talk to. So I hope that you enjoy this chat. Welcome back to Can You Put Me On Guest List. And here's the show. This is Farah Syed here on Can You Put Me On Guest List. How are you? How are you? How are you doing? I'm good. It's really good to see you. Um, Yeah, I'm keeping well in Berlin, just working at home (laughs) and, you know, trying to respect the rules and isolate and read a lot, you know, self-development and just kind of focus and start the year right. It's been good so far, <laughs> but yeah, I want to detox at the moment. So that's also helping. And what you're what, sorry, uh, what did you say? The detox. Oh, you just, do you know, detox. After, just because of after the holidays, you know, I know. You drink using and it's like just to start the year with a clear head has been really good, actually. Yeah. yeah. I've been trying not to drink. I didn't ever say, I never said I was going to do dry January. I kind of was sucked into it because Attilio was doing it as well. But I have had a couple of cheeky drinks, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I didn't start until January the 10th. I wasn't planning on doing it either, just so you know. And then I just said, you know what? Like, let me start this year with a clear head and I'll jump on the train a little bit later. So I'm doing it till February the 6th. Till February the 6th. That's your deadline. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have some wine. I know. And then I was listening to this podcast earlier and it was about like, it was like this health podcast and it was talking about how good white red wine is for you. And I was like, see, shouldn't be doing January. That's actually, um, I was always like a really big white wine drinker, but during lockdown the past year, I've really fallen in love with red wine, like even more than I thought I ever could. Definitely Um, a fan. Definitely a fan. absolute favorite. I I, I am missing it a little bit. I sound like an alcoholic. I've only been like a week. (laughs) Look at us, we're like five minutes in and we're like, why? Wine. Can we have a wine with this? I can't wait till we can actually have a glass of wine in the sun um, at some point soon or at a conference. I know, I know. Because last time I saw you was um, not this AD, the AD before. Yeah. Two years ago. So I didn't make it to AD last year. So it's two years ago. That seems like just forever now, doesn't it? It does. I mean, conferences are one of the best times, especially ADE, because, you know, it's it's moments where people that you've maybe talked to or seen, you know, online, but you've never met in person, you actually get the chance to connect and then you actually get the chance to hang out and in such a great setting with all your peers and friends and just the energy, there's nothing like it, you know, and I really, I've always loved going to those things, but I really miss it now more than anything. And that connection with peers and it's like that one trip or that one conference can actually like, um, give you energy for the whole year. It kind of motivates you and inspires you, you know, and you meet people that it's that one, one or two a year that just really 
get you going and it gives you that boost that you need. And I I, I really, really miss that. That's something I think I miss more than I actually even realize. Yeah. 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 And especially because I didn't, because I missed the last one as well. Now it seems just like, now I'm really, really missing it because it's just been such a long time since I was at a conference and like around so many people. And you're so right. It does give you such that, that, boost of energy and that actual the reason I didn't even make the last one was because I was suffering from really bad anxiety and I've cancelled everything Mm. and never made it and I remember the whole time I was thinking but maybe this is what I need to give me that little you know that that boost of energy so I think sometimes it can go one way or the other and you know depending on what you do but yeah now I'm really um feeling great and just want to go somewhere (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's great that you're connecting people through your podcast. I think that's really incredible because that it's things like this that still keep us connected and have that connection. So I think that's really great that you're doing that. And And goes to you. Very excited to have you on the on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Oh no, I'm so 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 excited that we get to to have a chat and I actually get to see you. So just to start off, uh, I like to start from the beginning um and just talk a little bit about your beginnings in music or where your love for dance music began yeah for sure I mean I grew up in England so um you know definitely had you know born and raised there so definitely had a really great influence of music from a very early age like my parents had a great vinyl collection and always listening to good music, dancing around the house, my brother and I. So it was a really fun childhood and household. And um, I, you know, we would spend our pocket money and go to like our price and HMV and always be buying video games or music. So it's music's always been a big part of my life. Um, Very early on, first getting into dance music was when I was 13. And I heard Defunk. So quite a while ago, many (laughs) moons ago, I heard Defunk for the first time by Daft Punk, uh, which I think is for around people my age, quite, quite a common one that kind of broke us into it. And I remember just like listening to it over and over again, thinking that it was so incredible. I'd never seen anything like this before, never heard anything like this before. Then I saw the music video and was just like even more blown away. And then I just yeah, fell in love. And then I think right after that came Stardust with Music Sounds Better With You. It was a very short window and my brother bought me the CD and I think we listened to it hundreds of times. And it was just so interesting because I think, God, wow, my my taste was pretty good back then. But it was really just, it was growing up in England and being surrounded by great dance music. And we would go to the fun fairs and you'd hear like Hadaway and Robin S playing and like, you know, all these old school dance, you know, classics. And so it was kind of naturally, organically always in my life in a way, um, early teen onwards. And then, you know, moved with my family to California when I was 16. And um, oh, really how old you were? I didn't know that that's how old you were. I thought you were a lot younger when you moved. You were quite, you, you were a teenager when you moved. Yeah, it was very difficult. Because yeah, I, <laughs> I, yeah. I literally left, like I was just becoming a woman, I guess you could yeah, say. Of course, was, yeah. um, you know, just, yeah, experiencing things for the first time and, you know, going through puberty. And um, I had just started to really kind of build this life I was kind of really comfortable with and coming into my own skin a little bit and then to up and leave um you know we've got family in the U.S. and overall I see it as being a really great move but at the time it was very difficult because I literally didn't know anybody where we moved to Southern California so just imagine going to I was actually eligible at that age to go to university because the GCSE levels are quite advanced. Yeah. But my parents were like, no way she's going to, you know, a university at 16 because who knows what will happen. And so I actually graduated from high school in England and also went to senior year of high school in the US, which is very different. Um, but Southern California is great. Uh, Irvine's great. It's a great place to move. So I would say it was a relatively smooth transition. I was lucky to find friends in school that are my friends to this day. You know, I've known them for a very long time. And uh, it was, yeah, it was a very interesting move. My music taste was still very much, you know, into electronic. Um, I really started to fall in love with The Strokes, which are like my favorite band around that time. And that's when they became, you know, kind of big. And um, 
but yeah, it was, dance music wasn't as big. So I was always like playing this music to my friends and stuff like that and getting them into various DJs and, you know, so kind of got there, kind of got them into it as well. But then, yeah, I mean, I was in Southern California for, you know, quite a while and went to UCLA and, um, went to university there, which was great. And then what just did you kind study of, there? sorry, I studied history. Huh? Um, and originally was going to do like communications, but didn't, didn't end up doing that. I ended up taking a lot of communication courses and took a lot of film courses and, um, various others, but yeah, just focused on history. I just did something that was like interesting to me and that wouldn't be so tricky. <laughs> and it was a great experience. And when I was there, I interned, um, at Fox Broadcasting Company, which is kind of what got me for my love of entertainment. And I interned in the casting department for television. So I helped work on like the OC, Arrested Development. Wow, I um, never knew. How interesting. Yeah, it was like, this was like 2003 to 2005 or so. And um, yeah, it was really fun going on to like, you know, these sets and working with such an amazing casting director and like, learning from her and so it kind of got you know me my love of the um, entertainment industry and then after university I kind of moved back um, to Orange County and because I was like that was a lot you know over a four-year period Um, because LA is you know can be quite hectic Uh, but then so I got like a job out in Orange County working more in like accounting for a pharmaceuticals company but it was not what I wanted to do and I kind of knew my heart was set in entertainment and that I had this passion and that I loved music and I wanted to kind of combine business with music in some way, shape or form. So this was, you know, my very early twenties and I figured I've got to get back to LA. Like there's something pulling me back to LA. So yeah, I was basically like, you know, I want to, yeah, work, you know, at the best talent agency that there is. Let me do some research. And so, you know, it was like a, a few month process and then, I, yeah, was, I researched different agencies. And then at the time, WMA, which is now WME, um, you know, which is one of the oldest agencies was, you know, they're kind of always looking for assistance and went through, you know, several rounds of interviews. It was very intense back then. <laughs> and then, yeah, when I got offered the job, I went on a couple of interviews. I was interviewed by someone who became my longtime boss, uh, yeah, when I got the actual job, I was, you know, I got a call a couple of days later and was like, obviously really thrilled, but didn't even know what to expect. I was just told he's a young agent. He's just starting business and music crossover. I think you'll be a good fit. <laughs> and that was really it. So, you know, my first real, um, yeah, first real job in the industry was at W, which is now WME. And, and sorry, was your department focused on electronic music then or was it just other genres it was um the commercials and endorsements division so this was in 2008 so this was um at a time where i would say that you know social media definitely didn't have a presence at that moment and a lot of deals that were happening were like commercial deals um on screen tour sponsorships with artists um, any kind of brand partnership with uh, a music artist or a celebrity or a chef um voiceovers were also in that department. So it was really interesting. It was kind of like we handled the commercial side of the business for all the talent within the agency. And he specifically was focusing on music. He was going to be doing this for the company. Um, So he'd been an assistant for a while and then he got promoted and um, was a young agent. And yeah, we built something really incredible together. And around 2009, the electronic music department really became a thing at... um, it became an actual division at the company and that's when kind of Pete Tong was brought in and certain agents that are still there, some have left, um, kind of formed and this division formed and that was in the music department. Um, so it was a very interesting time. I, I came when there was literally the rise of electronic was about to hit again. So it was, you know, some of the best golden years that they'll ever be, I think, or mm-hmm. that there ever were. Um, and I saw the opportunity to kind of be the liaison between my department and the music department, obviously, but then specifically that department. I knew that there was an opportunity to create deals for these artists as well, and that DJs were becoming more like rock stars, and, you know, there was something there. And so, yeah, just, you know, there was so many great artists at the time. You know, Avicii was a client there, Dead Mouse, 
Cascade, Swedish House Mafia, I mean, wow. Martinez Brothers. I mean, really just everybody you can think of, you know, yeah, W was it, you know. I mean, they're responsible for creating so many, you know, residency models. And it was really great to be involved in those early conversations and build case studies with, um, you know, brands like Sonos and Nike and Smirnoff and with these artists. And I, I also didn't just do electronic. I worked with, you know, Britney Spears, Lady Gaga, Rihanna, Taylor Britney Swift. Spears. It was fun. It was fun because they were like these great pop stars, you know, and some of them I'd loved for so long. So to be able to work on their teams and build like tour sponsorship deals with brands and just be creatively involved in any type of concept with these artists was like a dream come true. And I remember the day that we signed Rihanna and people like The Weeknd and all these people, you know, and Lady Gaga before she even was who she was, you know, and I just, I remember these, but it seems like a lifetime ago. But, um, wow. How interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what, a, what an absolutely amazing place to start this your first job it was it was like going to a grad school because I wanted to go to, to business potentially but I felt I wouldn't have the time after this once I kind of got there I really sunk in and committed my life to this and uh you know you kind of obviously brought in your Rolodex but you also learn a lot so yeah. I didn't feel like I really needed to go to business school of after that crash course in the industry and the great thing about working at an agency is that you get a broad understanding of different um, sectors so you you're in touch with PR a lot and creative agencies and ad agencies and management companies and um, artists directly so you really get like a good overview of the whole industry yeah which is why I kind of wanted to do the whole agency route yeah absolutely yeah. sometimes it's just so much better to to actually just work rather than obviously studying is important but I feel like you just learn so much for, more from from the practice rather than you know reading books yeah. that that there was this kind of same story as me as well I I was I I hated university I've never been very good at studying or concentrating reading um but then when I started working I was like this is how you learn from actually you know getting out there and doing it rather than being at university but obviously that also depends on your role and what what you're doing and where you're working so you're now at Beatport Mm-hmm. Um, you have done a lot at Beatport from label management, PR, on the creative team. How did your journey at Beatport begin? Um, and when did it begin? Because I'm not actually too sure. Yeah, so I decided to make the move from LA to Berlin. <laughs> it wasn't going to be Berlin. Originally, I was going to pick London or Amsterdam or something else, but I'm oh, really? glad it all worked out. I'd never even been to, to Germany before I even moved here which is really interesting yeah. but I like I wanted a challenge in my life and I felt that um the move that I had when I was 16 was because of my family but I needed to do this move for myself and I needed to change I'd lived in California for 15 16 years and I knew that there was something more for me and you know all this so I came to Berlin October 2017 and I had one job in the beginning and then I switched um, to be poor in like the spring, May of 2018. So uh, yeah, I've been there for about two and a half years now. And uh, it, yeah, it feels it feels like I've been here for a lot longer just in Berlin in general because so much happens when you make a transition like this, right? And you feel like you've lived so many lives and so many things have happened, but it's been a really great experience. And I'm really grateful for it and be poor. Yeah, I started in label management and then was the marketing manager and then kind of moved into um, the creative side of the company, uh, working on, you know, brand partnerships, business development and partnerships. So and then obviously day to day marketing as well. So it's really great because we kind of I came in at a time where things were shifting and I knew that things were going to shift even more and to see kind of where it was then and where it's gone now and be part of that creative process and to see the growth again of the company after, you know, they've been around for 17 years now is really incredible. And it's really been because of the hard work everyone puts in, the good teamwork, um, the vision that we had and um, sticking with that and just, yeah all naturally having a passion for it as well and wanting it to go to a certain place. So yeah, having the various roles has actually given me a great overview of the company, which is great. 
So, so currently you're... Well, currently now I'm, my actual role is manager of PR and industry relations um, and PR, so doing PR for all the company, which is, um, you know, quite a lot. There's a lot of news, a lot of product say, uh, launches, features happening all the time. So, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I, you know, when this opportun- opportunity came about and I was asked, I, I thought it was great. It definitely made sense. And then industry relations is, is a new department that we've kind of, um, we've, we started it back in, I think, September. And uh, it's really focusing on strategic external partnerships with conferences, uh, charities, organizations, um, any kind of external um, company or organization that we could work with in some way, shape or form. Mm. So it definitely encompasses partnerships. Um, so we're doing a lot of strategy for how are we going to align with conferences, you know, during this time, but then also when that's done in the future, like events and what is it going to look like, you know, being part of what the next phase um, of real life conferences is actually going to look like. So it's kind of exciting to be able yeah. to work with our products and then think how are we going to get out these products out through conferences. Um, so a lot of also really, thinking and a lot of planning ahead, I imagine. Yeah, a lot of planning ahead and also just thinking about getting our products out. to How do we get our products out to, the, to our um, customers and the industry? Um by utilizing these partners and these platforms and these conferences. And so it's really like connecting the dots. We connect the dots a lot internally and then externally. So one of my um, colleagues that I'm, you know, within this department, she's great. She's been at the company for seven years. Um, Susan, she's uh, come back um, after maternity leave and we're kind of building this together. And, you know, I think we're naturally both good (laughs) um, dot connectors and kind of the glue in the company and um it's been it's been really great to kind of try to see how we can further connect the dots internally and externally i think it's a really interesting position because there are challenges now as there's not typically you know we're not able to, to go to these conferences but it's kind of forcing us to think like how do we do this during this time? You know, we, we're constantly challenging ourselves. Like what, yeah. you know, how are we going to make this virtual conference different to the other? Like what can we bring to the table this time? So yeah, I'm kind of interested in, interested to see how this next year is going to unfold. Um, yeah. But I like, a good, I like a good challenge. So. Yeah, you do love a good challenge. But it's definitely yeah. like, obviously, because if you just started this, uh, this department back in September, it was mm. obviously mid-pandemic, lots of changes mm. going on. But So that is a big challenge just by itself in sense yeah. like that, right? It's definitely a big challenge. Uh, and then there's a lot of like flexibility within this role too, as in, we're working with conferences, sure, but we're also working, um, you know, with organizations and companies that focus on diversity, mental health, sustainability, and um, we're able to kind of make the role our own. And I think that's the really great part. It's going to change, of course. You know, there's going to be moments where um, we're in a situation (laughs) and we're just trying to navigate it during this time but the thing is I've got a great partner in crime we're like the dynamic duo I learn a lot from her she's also worn many hats in the company so we're kind of always feeding off each other you know we're, we're trying to figure out ways to keep the community connected during this time that's really our role um so you know, we're always brainstorming. And I think we've already in the past few months come up with some great ways to further connect the community. And these models will live beyond COVID. You know, this is stuff that we'll continue to do beyond COVID, maybe in person, maybe I still feel like the virtual world, streaming world is still going to be pretty, pretty um, present after all this. So I think everything we're doing, we're thinking, how do we continue this even after COVID? Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of, you know, forward thinking, (laughs) innovative thinking, but like I said, our role gets, you know, we get to work with different departments, different teams, and I like those roles. I kind of had that role also in my previous job. So I think, uh, wearing all those different hats at Beatport is great. And I think I've really found my place. Yeah. Which is nice. Do you feel like the community 
is more connected than ever because obviously people are spending a lot more time at home or do you feel like people are starting to spend a lot more time offline? I think um, people are, yeah, I do feel like people are staying connected because of, you know, they're kind of forced, they've been put into these situations where, you know, you're stuck at home and you want to remain connected what's the best way to do that? It's to like have a Zoom call, um, pick up the phone, call someone, or, you know, if you want to have a bit of a social life, it's watch a stream. So I feel like, you know, people are definitely, I mean, I know for us as a company, um, we've helped to provide that connection. And uh, we've noticed that when we kind of created our reconnect stream, which came about, which was born (laughs) during the beginning of COVID. Um, We called it reconnect because it was literally reconnecting the globe. We found that, you know, people wanted this and uh, it was really interesting to see, you know, I kind of feel like COVID happened and we kind of almost overnight just, you know, were like, this is what we're going to focus on. We were going, we were doing streams anyway, and we had plans to do things, um, live with festivals and stream them and all these things. But it's interesting how everything kind of shifted. And then we were like, we're going to go full force and do 24 (laughs) hour, 36 hour streams, you know, and but people really embraced it. They really liked it. Um, they felt reconnected. They would say in the chats, you know, oh my gosh, like this is really saving me right now. Like I'm loving home raving and thank you for bringing us together. I hope you do more of these. So like the demand was there, you know, we knew people wanted it. And this is like artists in the chats, managers, fans, I mean, everybody, you know, so even my mom, you know, like my family was like watching the stream. So it was just, (laughs) it was nice to be able to bring that to the community. Um, And I do feel like people are wanting to, you know, People are online more and connecting more. I don't remember the second part of the question. Sorry. I I can't remember. No, I think that was the question. Like, do you, are you finding if people are more connected or less at the moment with, with so much going on? That was the question. I feel like, yeah, like I said, it was, there's a strong connection in the beginning. I feel like I am becoming less connected a little bit because I want my choice. So I do feel as though, um, compared to say six, seven months ago, I'm trying to be online less. I'm trying to, I'm not watching every stream um, out there. You know, I'm taking a break because I want to be a bit less connected just because it's too much. Otherwise you're online all the time and then you're constantly consuming um, technology and that's also not the best. I've given myself like, I don't, and it's still even early, like no social media before 10 a.m. I get up really early, by the way, at 6 a.m. So that's like four hours an hour. That's really good. And then on an evening after 8 p.m., I try not to. And then we just started a couple of weeks ago. Sundays, no phones, like out, unless it's something like really urgent. But otherwise, I don't need to talk to anybody. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that's really great. I'm trying to implement certain things like, you know, on certain days, don't use it or just have a detox. Yeah. So I've actually never really had a proper social media detox. I'm not saying that I'm, you know, on it all the time, but I'm, it, it would be good to have a bit of a detox and yeah. just not be on it for a couple of weeks. I do feel like it's, when you're at home, it's time consuming. It kind of sucks you in. Absolutely. Um, but I think that's great that you've put those um, systems into place because that's probably (laughs) probably giving you some sanity as well it feels a lot like you're a lot more present you know and not being Mm -hmm. sucked in down the rabbit hole and looking at my friends cousins friends dog instagram account and stuff (laughs) you know yeah what do you you always have the best instagram post though in a a visa i'm like oh i wish i was there right now (laughs) i know i've i've had well since we've had the disco our little dog I've been going on a lot more walks, so um, disco. He's asleep right now, so I'm not going to wake up because otherwise he starts going nuts. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've got a lot of energy. Um, what's your favourite part of your job? Favourite part? Um, I would say. I mean, I love that I get to just in general work in music. You know, like you obviously do what you love as well. You know, you're a very passionate person female working within this industry. And I think that I 
like working in a field that I actually enjoy. I don't, I don't feel like it's necessarily, of course, people say career and job, but it feels like it's my lifestyle and just my life in general. It kind of all blends together, which I really like. My role specifically, um, I like that I'm kind of filtering out all the news and information to the outside world and letting them know about what's going on and making sure they're aware that we've got all these different products and um, being that kind of gatekeeper that's positive. Um, I like that part. I like that the platform is, you know, really considered an authority in this space. You know, it has a large audience base. And so some of the projects I get to work on that focus around diversity and mental health, I'm, you know, I'm glad. That, and I mean, I feel grateful that I get to use that platform to get yeah. this message out. For me, that's really important. That's kind of why I sought my eyes on the company initially. And just being able to get messages out is, um, you know, positive messages and having the freedom to do that. I think I have a lot of creative freedom in my role and just at the company. So I think that's, that's definitely probably, those are probably the biggest reasons. What do you like the most about working in the music industry? Well, it's a really great, fun industry because you know, music's been a big part of my life for such a long time. And I do feel like the camaraderie between people is really nice. Like the natural, like the, you know, people are in this business because they love music most of the time and you feel that. Uh, So I feel like it's, you know, it's just, I couldn't really imagine doing anything else at this stage of my life because I think it's important to do what you actually love. Um, what I like about working, yeah, so I would say that's a big reason. It's just that it's such a, it's been been such a big influence in my life for such a long time. So it's nice to be able to do something you're passionate about and that you naturally love. Like that's just great. And I just think that yeah, the people that are in it are great. You know, I've known some people for twenty years, and um, they're fun, and we have good times together. And I consider some of them family. And um, I think that. Music is powerful. You know, there's a lot of messages that come through music. Um, music for me is escapism. And, you know, I it's been such a big part of my life for such a long time in terms of, you know, when I transitioned to the US, you know, when I was upset about certain moments during breakups, um, just everything in your life that happens for me, like I listen to music, I go to music, it's my go-to, it's a way for me to escape. So being part of an industry that kind of fuels new music and, um, you know, this world and this lifestyle is exciting to me. You know, it's like, I'm part of that whole world that gets to provide this escape for people, you know, working on tour sponsorships or working in for festivals or streams, you know, being part of these bigger moments for people is really nice, you know, because you create, you create these special moments for people when you're curating a stream or curating, um, something within a festival, it's like you're bringing that moment to people. And I think you also do that, you know, you do that in other areas of entertainment, like working in TV and film. It's, it's just about providing something for people, you know, and I love going to a show or a concert or a festival and I see people and they're just like in their, they're in their element, you know, and you kind of feel like you've brought something to them that's special. And I think that's, that's so special. What a lovely, lovely answer to that question. <laughs> really was. That it, it's such a nice way to look at it. And I think a lot of us sometimes forget that when you work in the industry, the amount of joy or, as you said, escapism for some people, the emotions, feelings that it brings to people. And sometimes we just, you don't really realize, you don't really think about that all the time. And that's, it's a really lovely thing to think about and a good reminder of what we do, you know, it's great. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, you know, you've worked in the industry for quite a while as well. And, you know, I I I actually even saw your work before I even knew who you were. Oh, really? I was a fangirl. Yeah, of course. Oh, you're too cute. But there's just some people that just ooze, you know, um, passion. And you're one of those people too. And I think a lot of us working in the music industry are passionate because we want to bring something to other people. I think that's really special. And that is why sometimes in this business, you know, you are friends with people for such a long time. It's just they do become like your family. Well, we were friends before we'd even actually met in person, yeah. weren't we? Yes. 
We were. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were like, we were robbed this <laughs> last year because of COVID. But we will definitely make up for it. it took our time um, away from but it's it. nice because it really connects you with people that love what you do too. And if it, even if it's not the same genre, maybe, you know, you've got some kind of yeah. connection. You like going to a live show or something like that. You like that live element. And um, it's a great business to be in, right? So It is. It's so exciting. Yeah. I love it. It's exciting. Always innovative, always something new. Yeah. yeah. New, new talent. Just there's always something new and something exciting. You could never get bored in this industry. There's always something mm-hmm. happening, which is great. Yeah. Um, over the last few years, there's been a lot more discussion on on diversity in the industry. And this is something that you, as you've mentioned before on the podcast, um, you support a lot through initiatives at Beatport and also She Said So. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you think that there has been a lot of change in the scene in terms of diversity and where do you think that we're at right now? I do think, yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, a very, the past few years have been really interesting and it's been great to see conversations just even happen, you know, even questions being asked. I think that's a huge step. So especially for when I, when I was coming up in the industry, you know, like 13 years ago. So I do think that it's amazing um, that there are so many organizations and collectives all over the, all over the world. You know, there's, she said so, Female Pressure, Disc Woman, um, Eclat Crew in Berlin. I mean, there's just so many crews out there now and um, people focusing on this you know, focusing on the topic of diversity and empowering each other to have a voice, speak up about certain things. So I think we're at a time where there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of great resources out there. There's a lot of great communities out there in terms of actually, you know, conversations happening. I think we've seen a lot of interesting conversations have happened even the past year in our industry. We've been faced with, you know, a lot of, um, difficult situations that opened up conversations. You know, we definitely discuss things internally within our company. And I think it's great that we did that. These situations force those conversations to happen. So I think we're at a place where, of course, there's a lot more change that needs to happen. If you want to see real change, it needs to come from the top down. Yeah, you know, totally. boards, leaderships, executives, teams need to have diversity. That's where you're going to see real change is when the top down is diverse in every way, shape and form, Um, not even just gender, ethnicity, also thinking about disabilities, you know, diversity um, is very broad. So as long as, you know, people in places of power are showing um, that diversity is possible or that we are actually seeing diversity, that's when we're going to see actual real change. So I hope that really happens. Um, In companies in general, I think, you know, it's nice that, companies have taken on the initiative to put together diversity committees that these are all great first steps. Um, Thinking about the platform, you know, how are we, are we curating diverse lineups? You know, is the store diverse? Like have, you know, are we making sure that our social media, um, social media platform looks diverse? I mean, it's just great that, you know, I've noticed that these are just everyday conversations for us, which is so great. And we're doing so much in that way. And I've seen it with other companies as well. So I think the fact that the conversations are being had are great. I think it's important and great that people like Rebecca have come to the forefront and created, you know, the Me Too movement for electronic music. And she's getting it out there. And we're doing all we can to support these types of movements. So it's like these big platforms, you know, seeing a shift internally, having conversations, and then just doing what they can to help. I think all these things, you know, with all these things happening, we're going in the right direction. Of course, there's like definitely work to be had. But, you know, 10 years ago, we wouldn't even be having these conversations. Yeah, it's just the last few years, the, the conversation is definitely, um, there's been a lot more conversation and it did happen yeah. quite quickly. But yeah, you're totally right. 10 years ago, nothing you wouldn't even have heard yeah I see the shift happening I see people wanting to even if even if someone doesn't have an opinion the same opinion as me of course that's okay but if they're asking questions um you know and this is the same sex or the opposite sex I'm I'm just happy that they're asking questions we can figure it out together just because I'm a female also doesn't mean I'm going to know everything or have 
the the mindset that you actually might even think. So let's just let's just have a chat. Yeah. You know, let's be allies. Like, let's figure this out together. And I think that's the part that's been really great to see the past year. Um, you know, things have got things have gotten heated in our scene and in just in the music industry and the entertainment industry in general. But just the, the the fact that you can even talk about these things yeah. now is, is a bit, very big first step. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. then this kind of brings me into into the topic of, of mental health as well. Um, same again, over the last few years, there's been a lot more open conversations. Um, obviously, mental health is so, so important to talk about, and especially now with everything that, that's going on. Um, can you talk about some of the projects that you have worked on that are helping uh, raise awareness around the topic? And if you know of any other um, accounts or pages, projects, podcasts, books, anything that you think could help somebody that is struggling or lives with somebody or knows somebody that could be going through a hard time at the moment? Yeah, I think it's definitely one of the most crucial topics that we should be talking about, you know, really in Mm -hmm. entertainment overall and just really any industry because especially during a time like now where it's, you know, COVID and it's extreme, you know, isolation and mental health is heightened. It's, it's a tough time. And in our company, I mean, I, I'm really happy that we've, it's something many of us are passionate about. So we've had a couple of really great editorial pieces uh, that, you know, we, we put together during the beginning of COVID and also on World Mental Health Day. And it's just kind of really focusing on actionable items and tips and solutions, you know, breath work, um, you know, not drinking coffee before a certain time and just all these little tips that will help you. So it's like for us, we're getting out these resources and these uh, tools to kind of help our audience. It's not something we were necessarily doing a few years ago. So it's really nice to have been able to do this. And I hope that we can consistently do this because we definitely are wanting to show that we care and that we, you know, know this is a tough time and we want to be able to use our platform to be able to provide these resources. So, you know, doing the editorial work has been really, really great. And then November of last year, we put together this um, stream, which was part of the Reconnect brand, which was that, um, you know, larger concept marathon type set and um, type stream. And um, we... It was really great. And it was really, it's probably the most fulfilling project I've worked on at the company. And uh, it was such a passion project for me because I had been speaking with people in the industry for the past year uh, within the mental health space, different organizations, companies, experts, coaches, and all this. And I had a couple of conversations with people um, at different uh, companies and said, we should kind of team up and do something together. Uh, I'm not sure what it is, but like, are you down? And, you know, there's definitely interested because this is a topic where you want to come together. You know, it's not about let's do this separately. It's like, let's do this together. So, you know, like many months passed about, you know, COVID hit and all this stuff. And then an opportunity came about for us to do a mental health stream and for the first time to kind of combine music and content together on our platform, which we hadn't done before. And um, I brought in, you know, people from AFEM and Silent Mode, which is this company that focuses on breath work and power masks and experts like um, uh, Tom Middleton, who's, you know, very, very well known in the mental health space and a lot of really great experts and just uh, artists that were also interested in topic, talking about this topic. So we curated over about 22 hours of music and mm-hmm. content segments in between that were focused on breath work, um, discussions about mental health, depression, anxiety. There was an, a live Ask the Doctor segment with Dr. Ida Weizen. She's also an AFEM member and the community was really like, wow, we've never seen anything like this. I mean, the, the chats and um, the fans in the chat were just really um, receptive to this. And, you know, the hashtag of the campaign was reconnect when the music stops, hashtag you are not alone. So people were really like, you know, we feel so connected, you know, it's good to know we're not alone. And that for us, this was really like a big game changer because first of all, yeah, it's, you know, the first time that we're mixing, you know, music with 
um, content and are people going to yeah. be okay with this? But then it's also like providing these amazing exercises or just, you know, real life advice from artists and people that have gone through this so you can relate to them. Yeah. So for us, that was, that was really powerful because no one had done anything like this before. That was amazing. Um, so it was a great case study, but then also, you know, nice because you could enjoy great sets, but then also... <laughs> go into the chill out room and listen to some really nice yeah. wind down music for a while, you know, and then in like about 10, like in an hour, there'd be like another conversation. And we did about 10 to 12 content segments. Oh, so wow. it was covering, you know, really in-depth stuff. At, at, at moments there were very in-depth conversations, but overall I feel like you have to do things like this to destigmatize the conversation even more. And like writing about it is one thing, but then like putting, you know, artists sitting there talking about their experiences and people talking about certain situations. Um, that's a whole other thing, you know, because I feel like for me, it's, it's something it's all, I've, it's always been important in my life because um, personal reasons, um, professional reasons, you know, working in an industry that's working in an industry that's so fast paced and high volume. It's um, very, and working with artists like, Avicii and you know who've gone through these things it kind of makes you realize um this conversation should have happened a lot sooner but uh, I'm just really happy that platforms are taking the initiative to focus on this now you know yeah, and absolutely. it's been present for the past couple of years I would say pretty strong for the past two three years I think it's actually it's really interesting what you said about you know actually listening and what or physically watching people speak about their experiences or or things that they've gone through um because it, you're right it's not the same you know just reading something online about oh, what this is what this person's coming through gone through mm -hmm. rather than actually listening to them tell their actual story um it makes it makes such a difference There's, i listen to lots and lots and lots of podcasts and the amount of things I listen to and think, God, I would never have thought that that person would have gone through that. Or, wow, you know, it, it kind of makes you feel like we, we are just all the same people. Like, even though you may be where you are and you have this job and, you know, you're doing whatever you do, but we all are the same kind of people. And it's such a nice feeling to actually listen to people and their own stories Um rather than just reading up because you just never really know if that's being tweaked, if that's edited or whatever. It's just like... Yeah, no, it's too, true. There is this... Know. There is that, That's totally true. There is this, like, realisation that no matter what happens, and I think you've seen it, we've seen it more in the past year, that um, when everything's kind of st stripped back or you lose your job or whatever it is that happens, we're really just all going through the same struggles and the same situation, and we should be there for each other hopefully we're more empathetic after this type of pandemic. And yeah, I mean, I know you also mentioned about accounts and stuff. There's definitely some people that I do for, personally for myself, like I just really listen to music, read and <laughs> listen to, and just try to meditate as much as possible. That's like what helps me, but there's really great um, people that I like to listen to. Like J Jamila, Jamil is really great. She's very vocal about her um, mental health and is always keeping it really real, which I really like. Jay, Jay Shetty, his podcasts are really great Love as that. well. Um, Atlanta Decadna Taylor has always been really vocal about her mental health experiences kind of coming up in the industry. So people like that and their handles, I love following their kind of journeys and just the people that come onto their shows and things mm. like that. And then in terms of resources, I do, you know, I know that it's tough for people at the moment to, you know, sometimes always be in the right headspace and just know that that's okay and that there are resources out there. You know, I, I think the mental health guide that we have for the electronic music industry that's through AFEM is a great place yeah. to start. Um, I do think that... They also have a podcast, uh, actually, I'm, I think, now as well. What was they that? They have a podcast as well now. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know that actually. Okay, cool. And then, um, I know this is going to sound a bit tricky because it's a social media, you know, oriented piece of advice, but I do find that some of the Instagram handles that are sending out positive mm. messages about mental health and they're these, you know, little, um, 
you know, inspirational quotes or inspirational steps. Um, they're actually quite helpful, Absolutely. to be honest. The amount I have yeah, and saved. Yeah, really... What was that? The amount that I have saved of like, yeah. this will definitely come in handy when one day when I feel like shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, same. And it's like really interesting because, you know, I, I know it's, it can be, it can kind of suck you in, but sometimes I'll see a couple of tips or something and it will just, mm. it will really... Um, be something I needed to see that day. And that, that really helps me. So I think there's great resources online, um, that are, uh, centered around motivation and inspiration and well-being. Um, but I just love that they're kind of everywhere. It just means people are just talking about it more. And once you talk about it more, you destigmatize it more. So that's, that's, great in itself yeah you know that's that's important absolutely um you're a proud ambassador of she said so which we mentioned before for those that don't know what she said so is can you give a little explanation of what you do yeah for sure um they've been around for six years now and I became a member about five years ago when I lived in LA and Andrea who started the, the organization is you know really incredible and dedicates her life to this, which is really amazing. And it's a global network of um, females and um, females within the music industry, <laughs> boss ladies, basically, yeah. um, and gender minorities. And, you know, they're very like-minded women. Um, and there's about 18 chapters across different cities, which is incredible. Um, and it's just women there to support each other, um, offering resources, um, connecting dots, um, utilizing the networks for job searches, um, conversations, discussions. They threw this incredible conference, um, you know, before COVID hit in October of 2019. And it was called Meets. And it was like all the women in the network were a lot of them connecting in Portugal together. And it was probably one of the most life-changing experiences for me as a person, but also as a woman, but also as just a person overall. So the strength and power of the women in that community are incredible. You know, I've met amazing, you know, girls working from Mix Mag, DJ Mag, RA, um, publishing companies, booking agencies, management companies, just like any kind of sector of the industry. You know, there's a lot of boss ladies in there and they're, they're an inspiring network. And the reason I'm so passionate about it is because when I was coming up in the industry, I felt like I'd, I've always had a great personal um, relationship with like my mother and grandmother as so I've got strong women in my personal life. But prof- professionally, it was very different. Um, I didn't have as many strong female role models coming up in the industry. And there were just certain conversations you couldn't have. Mm-hmm. And now I love that you have these collectives and these groups and these organizations. And so for me, I know that one of my responsibilities and roles is to empower women and to help them and to be that kind of person to them because I didn't have that when I came up. So I want to be, you know, a person that connects and empowers them to be the best they can in this you know, difficult, but amazing industry, well, amazing, but difficult industry. Um, can, can anybody become a member? Yes, um, they can. And now um, I think with the new type of format of how it works, it's really open to anybody, companies, men, not just um, to women, uh, which I think is great. And they encourage people to join and become allies, which I think I love the word ally. I think that's, yes. I like that word. You know, strong. It's you can say a partner, but really, it's it's an ally. But yeah, anybody can become a member, and I think it's a great network. I've le- I've learned a lot from it, but I've gained a lot from it as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you're working with other like-minded women, you're always trying to think how can we take things to the next level, or what's the future going to look like, and to know that we can kind of shape that together yeah, is really nice. I'll leave all yeah. of the information on She Said So in the description below for anybody that's listening that would like like to become a member or find any more information. Um, I wanted to ask you if there is anything they're really looking forward to in 2021, either at work, outside work, um, anything that you're excited about. Oh, I, mean, <laughs> I know it's a tough question. I'll be, really be excited to, to, <laughs> to go to a restaurant again. Uh, <laughs> um, so just the simple things in life right now excite me. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing 
a group of close friends when I can, when it's safe and to like laugh with them and to dance and have a good time at someone's house, you know, providing that it's all safe. Um, I'm excited to, um, with work, I'm excited to kind of continue to, you know, overcome these challenges and, um, figure out ways to further kind of connect the community and get the, the messages out of diversity and then mental health, but also just, you know, the exciting projects that we're working on. I mean, we're literally revolutionizing the way that people DJ and, um, I'm excited for like the world to see more of the product integrations that we do um, with our link streaming service, because that's really kind of changing the way people DJ. You know, you can really access your whole catalog, Beatport catalog into your software and hardware and, you know, DJ anywhere. And it's just really exciting to be able to be part of that innovation. Um, so I'm excited to see kind of where everything goes with Beatport link and, get the word out about that more, which also brings me to my point of what I'm excited about personally, because I'm actually learning DJing myself just for my own I was literally Um, just about to ask you, do you DJ? Literally. That was going to be my next question. Ah. Yeah, no, I don't actually, but, um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm the reason I'm learning is because, you know, I'm so fascinated by the product team at work and by the, you know, a lot of my colleagues, a lot of them DJ and, you know, even though we're all busy, they, they, they're, they all still, you know, a lot of them find time to actually DJ as well. And I find that so impressive. And I just love music. I've got a vinyl collection at home and, um, I'm learning vinyl at the moment, which is trickier because they say the person that's teaching me says it's better to learn from vinyl than go to, then go to digital opposed to the other way around. So, you know, I've got a bit of a challenge on my hands, but I'm um, going to stick with both. And that's going to, that's pretty exciting because, I feel like it's just going to be great to be able to like play at home by myself and play with friends. So I think that's exciting. And then um, German, I'm still kind of trying to like stick with this. So I'm kind of excited, <laughs> excited to see where my German, you know, lessons take me this year. But um, yeah, I mean, personally, I, you know, if, if I can learn how to teach and be speaking German by in one year's time, then I think I've done okay. Correct. Um, yeah. But uh, personally, yeah, I mean, I really hope that I'm able to see my family this year um, who are in California. That's a big thing for me. Um, I don't know if, it, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to be safe and respectful of everything. So I hope that um, I can, because that would be really, you know, incredible. And I would really look yeah. forward to that if that's possible. But just small things in the interim, you know, I'm just excited to um, see more friends here, have a bit of a life again, go outdoors, um, go to a restaurant. Um, and yeah, just keep powering through with work and getting all these amazing projects, you know, out. How has the, the current situation affected Beatport? How have you had to adapt to the situation? Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, as I kind of mentioned a little bit before when we were talking about Reconnect, we've had to kind of, you know, we, everything kind of happened with COVID and then overnight, you know, mm. business, I wouldn't say it shifted because a lot of the store still is running people. The great thing is that sales have been great. Um, people are um, purchasing music. Uh, people are reading the editorial that we have on Beat Portal. They're reading and buying even more. So it's great. You know, people are releasing music. Um, so this is really great. And I always say to artists, continue to make music during this time and be creative because people are consuming it. They are wanting, there is a need and want for it. So um, it's definitely a great time to see artists being creative, releasing albums. But for us, yeah, I mean, you know, COVID hit, the pandemic happened, and then we shifted in terms of what our physical events turned to became all online streaming. So that was amazing to see how we adapted so quickly and, you know, are doing, you know, a certain X amount of hours per month, you know, and in different formats. So, you know, we've got our um, label streams and artist streams. And, you know, I book the collective streams, which focus on diversity and collectives all around the globe. And it's kind of nice that we've been able to even help like festivals that w- were meant to be live last year, right? But, um, you know, at least we've been able to bring them an online platform. And I'm just really proud that we've been able to shift in that sense and be kind of a beacon of light and still bring that entertainment to people 
um, we did that very quickly. And I'm really proud of the team for kind of pulling that together because it takes a lot of work to do multiple streams per week with different partners and imagine. artists. And you can imagine, you know, different time zones. And But it's been something we've excelled in. So I'm kind of... I like how that shift happened. Yeah. I think that was that was really that was really interesting to see that and something we didn't expect was It makes you feel strong. It makes you feel like wow, I can actually we can do this. We can do more, you know what I mean? I've felt the exact same just yeah. even small personal things at home. I'm like I would yeah. never have done this before if this hadn't happened, but it's actually made me feel like yeah, I can do this and I can do even more if I want to, you know? I totally feel you. I mean, the, the the things I've been faced with, like personally and professionally in the past year, like my adaptability has made me proud, but also made me realize I'm really a lot stronger than I even realized. Um, I moved here to be able to travel and to, you know, that was a big reason why like I moved here, here as well. But it's like, obviously, you've been forced to be confined in your home. But that time has been really good for this phase of my life. And also just... I've put a lot of effort into work and I think it's just taught me a lot about myself, what I want, what I really care about. I like to do impactful work. I know that my purpose is to help others for sure. Um, maybe more than, you know, I, was, I wasn't I was really thinking this maybe five, six years ago, but the time has been good because it's kind of made me realize, shit, I can really do a lot of yeah. stuff <laughs> if I put my mind to it. And all these outside distractions before Absolutely. were kind of, you know, making my head a bit foggy. So now I feel like I can really accomplish quite a lot. And I think it's great that you said that too, because hopefully, you know, a lot of other people have also yeah. felt this way and feel more empowered from coming out of this situation. Yeah, absolutely. No, I feel, uh, feeling strong, feeling strong. Good. <laughs> That's good. Okay, my love, I'd love to chat for you, to you for hours and hours and hours and on end. But I know we don't have that much time. So would you be up to a quick round of quick fire questions? Of course. Okay, you ready? <laughs> okay. An artist to look out for? Oh, um, there's an artist called Tisha. She is Tisha, T-S-H-A. Uh, she's from the UK. She's incredible. And she's part of actually our new Beatport Next uh, Emerging Artist Program, which we're focusing on six artists from around the globe. So definitely watch out for her. And she's released on Ninja Tune. Okay, we'll have a look. Very cool. Amazing. Favorite thing in your wardrobe? Oh, probably something black. Um, <laughs> favorite thing in my wardrobe. Actually, I'm wearing them. I'm wearing them right now. They're these velvet, um, flowy, mm. comfy pants. Oh, yeah. And they're not just for like lounging around at home. You can actually wear them out, but they're just so comfortable. I love that. Sound them. amazing. <laughs> if you were an animal, which animal would you be? Because I'm a Leo, I feel like I should say it like. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> really? Because <laughs> I would have said the same. But I would like to be a bird so I can also fly. That's kind of cool Yeah, too. that's also cool. No, both. I want to be both, a sorry. flying lion. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite city? Oh, man. Tough one city um well I'm really in love with Berlin at the moment I feel like it really is my new home of course I love LA I've been to amazing cities all over you know all over but I would say my heart is in Berlin at the moment so yeah what are you cooking for dinner tonight or having for dinner tonight? Um, I'm going to make spaghetti bolognese. Mm, <laughs> I need to go grocery shopping. But I actually have enough to make spaghetti bolognese. So I'm going to make Delicious. <laughs> the emoji that you use the most? Mm, I would say the love heart. Yeah. Favorite yeah. cocktail? Um, I really like if I want uh I would say a good red wine now red that's wine. my new favorite drink a good red wine okay. yeah a series podcast or book that you're really enjoying right now um I just finished reading this book called Indestructible by Nur Eyal and it's really helping me with my focus um it's incredible uh I actually started to kind of 
get into it again because uh, I want to take notes this time around. And it's, I highly recommend it. <laughs> Very good book. I'll have a look at that one. Um, yeah. Favorite way to start the day? Get on Instagram, of course. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, I um, I get up from bed. I actually don't check social media as much as I used to. I put on music and just love to like wash my face so I wake up um that's a good that's a good way to start if it's nice outside um which it really gets in spring and summer I really like to do a walk before starting the work day because that breeze really kind of helps me clear the mind in the morning but I'm not doing that in the snow and the rain right now so for me it's music and wash my face <laughs> best thing about living in Berlin um, the best thing about living in Berlin is the creative side of the city. I feel like there's creativity everywhere. Like I came here to be inspired and kind of get that life back in myself. Um, and I got it in the first three months that I moved here. There's a lot of amazing creative people and you feel it. It's like you feel that pumping through the yeah. veins of the city. And I love the, you know, the fact that this is a hub of electronic music, you know, it's really incredible that people love it, live it and breathe it here. Yeah. And that's really inspiring for someone that works in it and loves it so much. Absolutely. Um, great people. Yeah. yeah great people. Yeah. I need to come to Berlin to visit you as soon as I can. I haven't been for ages. You definitely do. Yeah. <laughs> and final question, uh, the, the question I ask everybody at the end, do you have a guest list rule? Guest list rule, what do you mean? Like, like for guest list, when people ask you for guest list, is there any type of rule, like amount of people, you have to be on time? I don't know, anything like that. This is a funny question that you're asking me because um, like I'm quite known to, you know, being really generous with guest <laughs> list in the past. Too, too generous to a, to a fault, actually. I'm too nice. And um, I would always take care of my friends in LA. It's just, you know, the person that knows a lot of people that's well connected, the connector, you know, so I would always yeah. be like, yeah, let's, but now I'm just like, no, you know, if we're good friends, um, very, very good friends, then I'll maybe bring you along with me now. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just uh, don't bring a friend with you. Like if I've invited you, don't bring someone else. That's rude. Yeah. First of all, don't assume another person can come. Um, but no, I'm actually pretty, if someone asks me for guest lists, I'm pretty, I'm pretty nice about it. Um, just please and thanks. And yeah don't abuse the invitation and invite more people because that's rude. Couldn't agree more with you. <laughs> My love. <laughs> Good question. I've never been that. <laughs> yeah. Ever. It's such a unique question. Well, it's because it's called Can You Put Me On Guest List? So I have to kind of ask to get something ah! related. I bet you were like, that's such a random thing to ask. <laughs> I was thinking why then I just forgot. <laughs> Stupid me. <laughs> that was the reason. It was just put me on the guest. Yeah, at least say please and thanks, right? Of That's course, awesome. of course. Yeah. My love, thank you so, so much. I am honored to have you on my show and um, for you to share your stories. You're such a hardworking, passionate, kind and loving, loving person. And I'm so, so happy to call you my friend and to be able to chat with you today. And um, thank you for all your work that you do. Um, it is absolutely amazing. And I'm going to leave, um, if you don't mind, your details for you, your Instagram. I don't know if you have an open Instagram, if it's private, I'm not sure. I don't. Okay. I can leave, yeah, I'll leave you some links. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. But thank you so, yeah, so much. It's been fine. amazing to chat with you. No, it's always amazing to talk to you. And thank you so much for doing this and having this platform and uh, keeping the community connected as well. So you're amazing and, and a constant inspiration to me as well. So thank you. Aww. Oh, I just want to give you a big hug through the screen. I want to give you a big hug. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll talk to you soon. Right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, and, take care. And yeah, take care too. Big kisses. Big Bye. Soon. Bye.